Gotham City, like any other large metropolis, abounds in girls of all shapes and sizes. Debutantes, nurses, stenographers, and librarians. Gotham City Library, Miss Gordon speaking. Lopez hair removal, this is Jose. Holy transformation. One minute, plain Barbara Gordon, librarian and Commissioner Gordon's daughter. And the next minute, something new has been added. Batgirl, modeled after her idol, Batman. Holy apparition! No, boy wonder, I'm Batgirl. You are no longer alone, Cape Crusader. It took me three years to track down the Jade Gato, and three more to figure out how to steal it. Funny, it only took me ten minutes to figure out how to snatch it back. No matter how you do it, crime doesn't pay girls. Would you dance, if I asked you to dance? Would you run, and never look back? Would you cry, if you saw me crying? And would you save my soul tonight? Would you tremble, if I touched your lips? Would you laugh? Oh, please tell me this. Now would you die for the one you love? Hold me in your arms tonight. I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away the pain. I will stand by you forever You can take my breath away Would you swear? Salwete, I'm your host, Stella And this is Backworld to Oracle, the Barbara Gordon Podcast Episode 34 for February MMXII Episode 34 is brought to you by this public service announcement. Come on, do it! You're out! AOC! Out! Let's get him! Hold on there! Cutter! They started it! We did not! Well, fighting won't stop it. When people disagree, sometimes they need someone who's not involved to settle things. Johnny Kadum, he's not rooting for either team. Good thinking. Instead of fighting when you disagree, look for a better way. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Girl to Oracle is also brought to you by MileHighComics.com, your new and collectible comic book store. Mile High Comics has an inventory of over 5 million comics from the gold, silver, bronze, and modern age, and over 100,000 trade paperbacks. If you're not into the vintage stock, Mile High Comics also has a subscription service called the New Issue Comics Express, offering a discounted price for comics ready to hit the shelves. Examples of the prices you may encounter are April's Batgirl number 9 and Birds of Prey number 9, both for $2.69. So... If you're looking for vintage back issues or a great modern subscription service, be sure to check out milehighcomics.com. 
Okay, so you may wonder why I'm whispering. Well, this is the Shipper Special, and I am joined by Donovan Morgan Grant, my good friend, and we happen to be trapped inside of a closet because <laughs> Heather Glenn is somewhere around with a Beretta, and she is looking for us. <laughs> I am hopeful that she will leave, and we will be able to conduct this in, in, a, in a... Oh, okay, I think she's gone. Okay, we can return. Yes, this is a Shipper Special. I shippers let me tell you about shippers get over your own shipping bullshit let, let, let me tell you about shippers <laughs> get over get get over your own shipping bullshit shipper. i love shippers 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 let me tell you about shippers Be not talking about that <laughs> Ship, ship, shippers. I love shippers. Dick and Babs. Dick, Dick, Dick and Babs. Batman and Cat, Catwoman. There we go for the shippers. Batman's married to the Joker. To the Joker. There better not be Damien. Seth, 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 any shippers. I'll kill them. Dick and Babs. You know, February is the month of love or heartache if you have no one out there to love. <laughs> and I just thought it'd be fun to have a shipper special. So actually, one of Josh Bertone's uh, his thoughts have come true because he said there's going to be some sort of shipper um, sideshow, and look, it's happening. So my thought was to pick one of my favorite couples and uh, kind of pick the top ten or top five. I guess, occurrences that we see them. And I know that Donovan really loves this couple as well. Mm-hmm. Donovan, can you, uh, what is the couple? Who is this couple? Well, uh, no points for guessing. Uh, <laughs> it, it is from the, the Justice League animated series version of these characters. Green Lantern, uh, a.k.a. Jon Stewart, and Hawkgirl, a.k.a. Shira Hall. So, I'll let you start. What is your experience with the show, with this couple? What are your thoughts, I guess, around the couple generally? I didn't have I didn't, had very little experience with both characters, although I do have uh, John Stewart's first appearance in a Green Lantern, Green Arrow trade. Um, he's much more likable in the cartoon. And I was interested, I mean, obviously, because Justice League was coming out, and I was very excited because it was the next step in the DC Animated Universe's uh, mm-hmm. Uh, comic book adaptations and very obviously halfway through the first season it became obvious that uh, Bruce Timm and and company were shipping these two characters (laughs) rather heavily Um, but it was done in such a way that was so well that was so well executed that you couldn't help but root for them and the kind of trials they go through it's not so much that you want to see them together but it's because of the individual characteristics plus the fact that they really do bounce off well with each other and other, other factors as well really make them, I think in my eyes, and I know your eyes as well, just a really endearing couple mm-hmm. to be with, despite the fact that they've had multiple uh, love interests themselves. And, um, yeah, I, they're, they're, some of their episodes together are legitimately some of the best episodes in the series. So uh, that's sort of my take on it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, Justice League was such an awesome show. And I think I came upon it uh, – 
you know, it was it was happenstance when I found it, and I think it was already either mid first season or a little later. And I remember Toonami on Cartoon Network used to air the episodes in the afternoon, kind yes. of repeats. So I used to catch up on that, and that was just great. And and sort of this first interaction between these two was so subtle. Like it starts off. I feel like there aren't many interactions until um, the savage time, and there's just that one subtle thing. And then it goes from there, and I always loved Hawkgirl. She was my top character from the beginning, and I agree with you that it, it is such an endearing couple, and there are like differences between the two, obviously. But um, I think they share a lot of commonalities as well, you know, especially, you know, being soldiers and things like that. And uh, I don't know. It's just I I love this couple so, so much. Um, And and I think people always wonder, you know, why Hawkgirl, why Green Lantern? That's definitely a question I think I always hear Bruce Timm um, having to answer. But I think it was uh, a genius decision for these two. And it was great to get to know these two characters in this way. You know, what was interesting is that um, uh, I, have, I have sort of an interview book with Bruce Timm and like li- literally they were shipping them from the, from the very start because oh, he writes or he says that uh, in the very first episode, Secret Origins, in part three, they have Hawkgirl and the Green Lantern kind of like, like uh, uh, kind of being uh, positioned next to each other. Not so much that they're flirting, but like they're always like with, next to each other. And when they agree to join the Justice League at the end, they both come into the scene together. And it was like, at, from that point on, they were, they, it was a legitimate push to get these characters to, um, uh, you know, start dating, <laughs> and then yeah. up, and then maybe date again, and we'll oh, see how it gosh. goes. Yeah, yeah. I think it was certainly always that will they, won't they sort of character. Always like the Lana and Clark. When are you know they going to get together? Or I guess Lois and Clark would be the better thing for Smallville. But you always wondered, and then it finally happened, and it was wonderful. And then it <laughs> died, and then you wanted them to get back together. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess without any further delay, um, we each have a list of our top five Hawk Girl Green Lantern shipper episodes, however big or small the shipping moments may be. And we actually have no idea the list that uh, we each chose. So I guess we'll go five, five, and four, four. We'll, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just going to, I guess, discuss the episode and, and go from there. And I'm just excited to hear what your number one is. I know I'm sure you're interested to hear what my number one is as well. But it's just, yeah, a fun episode just highlighting this couple and going more in depth than Shipper Spot like normally can since that's only 60 seconds. So this should be fun. Because of the situation, I would suggest, as opposed to uh, movie concessions, get your Valentine's Day candy, get your Mm -hmm. roses, Mm -hmm. get your hearts, get your cards, and listen in. Yeah, for sure. If you have a Hawk Girl... uh, Plush. I know there used to be in the uh, the claw machines at arcades and things. They used to have those Justice League things. You can also get that. <laughs> um, since you're my guest, I'm going to let you go first with your number five. Let's see. Uh, I, I would imagine that because of the nature of the, sh- the series, we might have overlapping episodes, but the interest is where they fall on our list. Yeah. Okay. For number five, uh, this, might be, this might be kind of a uh, dark horse choice. I choose uh, Legends from season one. Are you okay? It's stupid, really. Why should I feel like this? I mean, they weren't even real. They gave their lives for us. That's real enough for me. 
it's not really so much focused on the relationship between Green Lantern and Hawkgirl. In fact, I think, um, oh, it came out when I turned 13. I was checking the the original air date, but it came out, um, I mean, at at this point, Hawkgirl and Green Lantern had had some focus together as a couple. But at that point, I think they were sort of like getting to know each other and getting used to each other. And they weren't necessarily romantic or even all that great friends, but they did have a certain chemistry. Mm -hmm. And the focus of the episode where Green Lantern, Hawkgirl, the Martian Manhunter, and Flash are switched to an alternate reality where... It's a humongous nod to Golden and Silver Age uh, uh, comic book characters. There's a take on the Justice Society with the Justice Guild. And there's this big uh, mystery going on with, like, nuclear a holocaust and all that. Um, the center is John's affinity for these uh, people because in his timeline, they were comic book characters. So right. he's trying to figure out what happened and trying to hold on to his optimism while dealing with uh, realism. And Hawkgirl's she's kind of there to kind of keep him grounded Without, with without, wholly, you know, I don't know, like smacking him over the head with his mace or anything like that. She sort of kind of tags along with him without getting totally entrenched in the novelty of the illusion. Spoilers. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and it's a really nice, it's kind of so because it's about two or three scenes. She and Green Lantern are the ones that kind of out the characters as being what they really are at the end. And at the very end, when John's depressed over the events of what happened, there's this really nice scene that, um, Bruce Tim talked about uh, where it was sort of situated at the end of, or not the end, but like in the third act of Star Wars where uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi has died and Luke is depressed and Leia kind of leans on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. You have the same sort of staging with Hawkgirl and, and Jon Stewart. And you show that even though they're not romantically uh, involved yet, there is a genuine affection on in terms of respect and, you know, friendship. And it's a very well written and nuanced uh, display of uh, character relationship, and I, I, I admire it for that as well as the fact that it's a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I certainly agree with you there. Some of the greatest parts were with Hawkgirl, certainly, because the women in that time were really treated like Silver Age women, you know? Let's go to the kitchen and make cookies. And oh, I remember yeah. Black Siren uh, saying, let's go. And she was about, Hawkgirl was about to hit her, but she... She gave up on those urges. But no, it, I think the final scene was certainly the most touching, just with John. Um, I believe he was in the, uh, the cemetery, wasn't he? Kind of looking at these heroes. And uh, she's just there, yeah, to comfort him. And there is that the, the head on the shoulders moment. And just kind of having someone there um, to be with you and not necessarily say anything, but just having someone there with you, it, it speaks volumes. So that certainly is a great episode, to be sure. Yeah, I really want to watch it again now that I'm talking about it. <laughs> I know. I was always creeped out, number one, by the milk truck that never stops. And number two, just at the very end with spoilers, I hope people have seen this, but just the kid and the way he looks. And there's always that um, throbbing vein in his giant head. It was, it was pretty creepy. Oh, uh, yeah. For, oh, man. I love I love when Hawkgirl and Green Lantern are starting to point out the like the ridiculousness of the universe and, like, you know, you know, like they're like uh, nuns and buses, milk trucks that never stop, and like they're deadly serious. It's like, but it's kind of goofy in the way they're pointing out, pointing out the inconsistencies of uh, both the universe and the old school comics. It's, it's it's a lot of fun as well as kind of an intense episode. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it is pretty dark once you, you know you think about it. So, um, but nuclear nuclear wars do bring about unfortunate things. Yeah, for some reason they do. 
I know. I don't know why. Uh, okay, well, my number five, and I mentioned it before, is actually Savage Time. A god doesn't grow. A girl? Come on, let's go! What took you? I had to fix my hair. This came out in 2002, so I guess I was 15, and it was the first season finale, and the first season was great. Um, Of course, there are episodes that I like less than others, but... I think they always go all out with the season finales, and this is perhaps one of my my favorite season finales, just because of its ties kind of to a World War II-esque era. And so they come back uh, from the Justice League, returns from some sort of mission in deep space, and they find that, you know, their world has been drastically changed, and you've got this Vandal Savage guy, basically this terrible dictator, and he sees control. And there are a bunch of different side stories. Basically, all these people sort of split up. Diana Prince, um, I'm sorry, well, I don't know why I called her Diana Prince, but Wonder Woman <laughs> goes off, and, you, you know, she has Steve Trevor, and uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern, he, he basically loses power of his ring because there's right. no way to recharge it. And he goes off um, with Sergeant Rock and his military squadron. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the Black Hawks, which is great for Hawk Girl. I can't remember what Batman and Superman do. Do you remember offhand what they do? Uh, Batman wasn't, but he wasn't like the alternate future. He didn't because right. he, he wasn't yeah. with them. Right. And I think Superman, Flash, and Hawker were with. Um, they were sort of with the Blackhawks, and they were kind of like, like yeah. basically like the the fighter pilot guys. Yeah. So basically, Hawkgirl and. Uh, Green Lantern are completely separated for the first two episodes and three quarters of the third episode because it was three parts. But this is what I was talking about, like the subtle thing that you finally knew like something was going to happen. And it's just the final fight of Vandal Savage and Jon Stewart in this this ship. And it's going down and Hawkgirl just comes out of nowhere. I guess a deus ex machina. She whams open the... Uh, the windshield of the ship and and grabs John Stewart and I just always remember the line um, you know when they're flying John says what took you so long and she says I had to fix my hair <laughs> and uh, and then there's like just you know the scene focuses on on them like the connection between the hands and there's like a hand squeeze and I'm like what I mean I just got butterflies from the hand squeeze <laughs> but you knew right then that okay this is this could be a, a good relationship between the two of them. So, now did you were you uh, shipping them before that scene? I don't think I really was. I, I don't think I really picked up on the subtleties, like having them come in right with the origin, the secret origin, or everything. I think that this is really where it started. Like, oh wow, yes, yes, I can see this happening. So after that, I was certainly a fan. We should also mention that this this episode actually has. A bit of uh, Batman continuity in that there's one scene with uh, a shipper moment between Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon. There's a scene where they're in their alternate future with Batman where he has this sort of like military guerrilla unit. And not only do you see uh, like uh, literally like, like Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon kissing, but you do see. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you see them, and you see Tim Drake, and what has been confirmed as a an animated alternate version of Cassandra Kane. <laughs> oh boy, that is great though. Too bad awesome. Stephanie can't fly onto the uh, the scene as well. Yeah, she, she's she's in the fight on the on the right side of the image. That's why she, <laughs> she got cut off by the yeah the bars. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, did you sense anything f- from this uh, episode? You know that end scene. Did you think anything? Do you think that was just like a friendly handhold, or did you think something was was going to happen between the two? It was at this point. I'm not like you. I'm not sure if I was like really focused on them getting together before this. I think I might have been, but it wasn't really an indelible part of the show for me until that scene. But. I did wonder if they were going to pick up with it after that scene where they squeeze hands because mm-hmm. it's like they're back in the future. So, uh, John, about when we squeeze hands. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I, was, I was slipping. That's why. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. What is your, uh, your number four? My number four is uh, at near the end of season two, Comfort and Joy, written by Paul Dini. Feeling more festive? I don't know. I still don't get this whole obsession with the holidays. Although, back on Thanagar, we would celebrate after a successful battle. I may never get home, but I have found one planet where the people celebrated the same way. Oh yeah? Whereabouts? You wouldn't like it. I have a day off and a fully charged power ring. Try me. Omega Quadrant, third moon of Galtos. It is the uh, uh, proto-crisis episode. It's actually the only half-hour episode that they did, uh, if you count the two parts as one episode. It's a one-and-done episode. And um, this is after um, they've officially hooked up. And, they're see- and it's basically- the episode is basically about the Justice League hanging out before Christmas, uh, sans Batman and Wonder Woman. Uh, you see Clark Kent and invite uh, Jean Johns into uh, Kansas in Smallville to hang out with his parents. You see the Flash try to do some good for some orphans. You see Green Lantern and Hawkgirl go on sort of a Christmas Eve date towards another uh, another uh, planet. And um, I will admit that I thought out of all the scenes, their scenes in this episode were the weakest comparatively. But I did like the scene where John's kind of acting like a kid and like he's snowboarding. And he's like messing around with the snow and kind of like throwing snowballs at her. Because I thought that was very, very well done. They're not... There are ways to write uh, romantic relationships where they're not really like making out every scene or whatever. They're kind of having fun, but they come off as in love without being childish or too adults, and it felt really believable. And um, I, I actually like the scene where Shire like, like like gulps down a huge uh, mug of alcohol or whatever and burps and and um, yeah. and I think she, she starts a fight and blames John for it and basically beats everyone everybody up and like just kind of ruins john's day but then says that uh merry christmas at the very end i thought it was very sweet yeah and that's totally like the thanagarian tradition is to just have this like crazy fight so she wanted to get him involved <laughs> yeah that is uh that is a great episode for sure and i actually put it on my number three <laughs> um uh, i was i was having a tough time with this list to be sure but I do remember this episode, and I think it's it's confusing in the continuity because it seems as though it either goes before wild cards or after. Like, it's it's never really sure. So you think it goes after they've actually gotten together? Um, I remember wild cards. 
I think it has to. I think I remember it was and it was it aired that way. Yeah. Um, it might be different in terms of like production numbers, but the airing was. Cert- I think I really do think that it's meant to become afterwards because why why are they spending so much time together? Yeah. No, I agree with that certainly. I, I think it's just nice. I mean, that entire episode is really nice. Just all these different things that we see, especially you know John Jean uh, coming home with Superman and. And really kind of um, learning about those sorts of traditions. Uh, but yeah, Green Lantern and Hawkgirl, that, that was really fun. Playful in the beginning where he is, um, he uses his ring and all those arms pop up out of the snow and fire uh, snowballs at Hawkgirl. That was, it, it is a really cute episode and I think it went places that the rest of the series never really had the time or probably luxury to go. Because, I mean, if we had more episodes like this, people wouldn't really be interested because we want action and everything. So it was really nice to slow it down and really get to the heart of the different characters. And that's why I chose it as my number three. And I gotta say that, like, this is pretty much the only episode in between them hooking up and them, uh, quote-unquote, <laughs> <Yeah>. sob, <Yeah>. choke. <laughs> Where, like, I mean, it reminded me of the Teen Titans series where Tara had become a member of the series, mm-hmm. and a member of the team, and then, like, it's all in the background in one episode, and in the next episode, she's, you know, against the team. And I kind of wish there was at least one or two more episodes with that status quo of John and Shira together, where you can really, really settle in that romance. Yeah. But, I mean, it just makes it, it just, and also, I'm not saying it was a bad thing, it just made it more sad that they weren't together longer. Yeah, I I wonder if like they try to count the Better Worlds one as a potential, even though it was. Well, I guess they weren't technically together yet, but uh, I remember that episode just with the alternate Hawk Girl and Green Lantern, and they were flying at one point together, and like <laughs> there was an obvious reference that they they were dating. But yeah, <laughs> that was, what was it? What was it? Um, do you sleep better now? You know what I do. That was, that was very nice. <laughs> no. Oh, man, that's something that this show did, I think, was have some adult references that I think only the adults would really clue into. So, you know, the kids wouldn't really get it. But that's kind of where my number four comes in. Number four, and this was hard for me because I've watched the scene, and you'll know what scene it is, multiple times. But ancient history. When Batman and I went to the future, we met a man named Warhawk. He's our son. Yours and mine. Our son? That's why I've been so awkward around you lately. I've been trying to figure out what to do with that knowledge, what it means for our future. Well, what else could it mean? I won't be Destiny's puppet. Whatever the future holds, we'll make those choices ourselves. Don't say you don't love me. I'll never say that. But you need to know, I'm staying with Mari. Uh, It came out in 2006. Um, So Shadow Thief returns, Hawkman returns, which is awkward, of course. And, uh, you know, more (laughs) mysteries from, yeah, Shadow of the Hawk are explored. And you basically see, like, the past, like, the past lives of Hawkman, Hawk Girl, and Jon Stewart. And uh, Love Triangle does not even begin to explain it. And I don't know. These are some of like the hottest scenes I think I've ever seen in a cartoon. Oh, that for was real? A kids' cartoon. Uh, it's, very, it's very sexy, and I'm and I'm leaning in, in like every sense of the word. 
Oh, yeah. It does for sure. And it spawned, like, a mature fan fiction, which I read. It makes you blush. <laughs> I would stay away from that, children. Um, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> but it it was really romantic, though, to say that I, I feel like we had never seen them interact in this manner before. And even though it is a different timeline, it was still great to great to see that because, you know, you love to see your characters get together like that. Uh, tragic at the end, to be sure, very Romeo and Juliet-esque, even though it was not a voluntary poisoning. But, yeah, I don't know. I just can't get over how, yeah, hot and sexy it was. Yeah, how, how hot it was. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about this uh, this episode? The only thing i say right now is that, is that it had amazing animation. I mean, Oh, for sure. It was. This was also written by, uh, it was story-wise by Matt Wayne, but it was written by Jeff Johns. Who um, actually does a lot with? Um, I mean, now he's known for Green Lantern, but he does mm-hmm. a lot with the Hawkman at the time. Yeah, yeah. So like that must have had something to do with it. But like, it's interesting. As much as it has to do with Hawkman, it has I, I would say as much, if not more, to do with the the shipping of these two characters. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> kind of took over the episode. And that was, um, I think this was also at the end where we find out that. Well, John, we already knew, but John tells Hawkgirl that when he went to the future with Batman and Wonder Woman, he met their son, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to be fate's puppet, and he, he you know, he's going to live his life however... however and then she he's... shoots him a, a death glare. I know. So right now, he's with Vixen, um, and Hawkgirl, you know, took this news to mean, oh, they're going to get together, but no, they're not yet. Um, so that was kind of depressing because I really thought, oh, maybe they'll get together at the end of this. But alas, that does not happen. But I do agree with you. Beautiful animation, especially, you know, down by the river. Um, I just remember, like, I, you know, her helmet coming off. And I was always stunned when, you know, how Shire looked with her helmet off. Just, <laughs> yeah, there you go. And that was just that was just a wonderful scene. And then when he puts the flower in her hair, those are just two scenes that really capture the beauty of the episode. I agree. Um, that was your number four? That was my number four. For number three, I shall go with uh, another season finale, Star-Crossed. Okay. Hey there. Hey yourself. Aren't you supposed to be patrolling the North End? I thought I saw trouble over here. There's no trouble. Sure there is. And I'm looking right at it. You're bad. You should know. And you should get back to work. But after we're done, let's get some takeout from that Chinese place near your apartment. Great. But this time, no eel hands. Lightweight. Um, so, uh, specifically, Star Cross Part 3, but I do mm-hmm. want to include the entire uh, epic movie uh, story, season finale, whatever mm-hmm. you want to uh, describe it. Um, there's a lot going on, you know, the... the a lot, the Justice League are outed by uh, the, the aliens. Not outed, but you know they're on the run. They all learn each other's identities, become a lot more intimate. They, uh, you know, intimately knowledge. Right, right. It's a very interesting story. I, I actually like it a lot better than the Savage Time. And I do like the Savage Time, but mm-hmm. I thought this was a lot more intense. Mm-hmm. There's some interesting shipping with B- Batman and Wonder Woman, but that's not the point of this episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but mainly, um, just the, I just love the beginning where uh, John is flirting with Shira. And then, like by by the next after the next commercial, uh, she says, "Oh, by the way, I'm engaged to another guy." Let me kiss Yeah. And I will never forget in all my years where he gets guy talk from Batman and and Martian Manhunter and Flash, and it's really like. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yep. It's not even like it's not even like they're being condescending. It's like they're really like talking like guys, 
Like it's, it's oh man, dude, she did you wrong. That's all right. We'll we'll get over this. Like it was. <laughs> <sighs> and then Batman's like teaching from talking from experience and it's like oh man and then at the end of part one where he says whose side are you on she's like don't you know and then smacks him across the face with the mace it's it's really good stuff and um especially at the end when uh that that when when um she's voted out or maybe she's not voted out but like she decides to leave and yeah. she says um he says okay was everything he said was a lie and then she says, "I love you, John." That was I never lied about that. And then like she's flying, she's gone. And then he like cries and says, "I love you too." That's, and then I, at that point, when it first aired, um, I remember hearing at the time that like there was no, there was no people thought that the show was going to end at that point. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know JLU was coming. So I was like, if that's the way it's end, that's incredibly sad, but incredibly well done. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I really like this is one. This is one of the best uh, uh, GL Hawkgirl uh, Shipper episodes. Beca- for obvious, obvious reasons. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I certainly agree there. Um, and this <laughs> this was my number two. Uh, but yeah, I guess talking about some of your your scene picks, I, I love that where the the guys are talking to him. But what is even more special about it is if you just watch John's face and kind of like the annoyance that he's feeling with all. Well, it's these more than annoyance. Oh uh, yeah, to be sure. Uh, I love that, but <clears throat> really, yeah, it it is such like a a, a heart wrenching episode because you can really feel. Um, how torn Hawkgirl is, you know, between Thanagar and her duty there as a soldier, and then obviously she loves Earth and she loves uh, being there and and with those people, and that certainly is embodied with the uh, with the the interaction she has with John. And I remember after John fought Kitar Hall, yeah, yeah, Rotalk, um, and he's all beat up and his eyes swollen. And that, you know, they push down the button together it was really special. And then, you know, they look at each other and they realize, you know, everything that has happened. And it was great. The voting scene, you don't find out, you know, until we get to Justice League. Uh, I remember Wonder Woman and Batman were the negative, the negative Nancys. And, uh, I'll never Super- do Wonder Woman's face. <laughs> I know. She's very upset. You should look at her like, uh, be Yeah. Um, <laughs> Flash and, and Superman, always the positive people. And then, and John just abstained. So it was a tie either way. But that was a great, uh, a great episode, and the ending was really heart-wrenching. I can't recall if I cried or not. I feel like I may have the first time I saw it. I know, so annoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of whether I was more sad because, you know, the couple was done or because Hawk Girl was gone, and she's gone for a good extent of the the first season and i remember when she came back on after that um amazo the return yeah i just like i ran through the house i'm like mom hot girl's back because it, <laughs> it was a very wonderful moment but no i i love that that season finale as well and while i have the seasons i also have that as like a separate disc just to watch as a movie and just because it's it's great to watch over and over never get bored of that and have you have you listened to the commentary for the third part I have. It's been a while, but yes. Because apparently, like, like I said before, we didn't think the show was going to come back. Right. And um, uh, the, the voice actress, Maria Canals, was really upset and sad that uh, Hawker was leaving the team. Yeah. 
which which I mean it was kind of funny but kind of sad to hear. Yeah, that yeah they didn't know at the time that was kind of shocking. Right. Oh, yeah. And I always wondered they wanted to do something in between Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Bruce Timm always wanted to do a direct to video movie to kind of bridge that gap. And I wasn't sure if it would follow Hawkgirl, but I guess it was more following the the team building up and and getting that satellite in there. But that never really happened. Or what? I guess it actually it transformed it into Crisis, yeah. right? Yeah, we did a commentary on that. Yeah. Um, so. Crisis on Two Earths. Yeah. That was me, right? I forgot. What, what, it was, what was you, me, and was it Joe? Was uh, yeah, it was, it was us and okay. Joe. I think that's what, that was your first interaction with the Joe Jinx. Okay. Yeah. See, issue 12. I um, know, right? <laughs> uh, at the BatmanUniverse.net. Is it, uh, no, I was, I was saying, is it your turn for your third pick? It is for three. I guess we, we probably won't go over too much since we've already talked about it. Uh, my, thir- my third was Comfort and Joy. Merry Christmas, John. And it was really tough for me. Like, ancient history, I... Loved it, but um, I ended up going, I guess, with a tender moment rather than a, a sexy moment. Um, if, oh, you're if, no fun. <laughs> if, oh, well, if we were ranking it by, like, the hardcore nature of the shipper interaction, then I guess my five, th- this would be scaled very differently. Uh, but, no, Comfort and Joy was just, it was, like I said, a great um, turn from the norm of the show, and it was just tender and great to see those two interact in a different way. See number two then. What shall it be? What shall it be? Uh, for number two, um, written by Stan Berkowitz and co-written by Dan- Wayne McDuffie, I am picking a wild card from season two. Why not put a force field around it and let it flow? I don't know if I can contain an explosion that size. Maybe you should let me defuse it. Maybe you should shut up. Phew! Is it just me, or is there something going on between those two? Will Green Lantern ever admit to his feelings? Will Hawkgirl ever stop sublimating her passions with that big honking mace? Will true love conquer all? Not on my show. This is one of the best episodes they've ever done. And I'm and it's not, you know, it's not for one reason or another. It's just like a straight up story episode with, you know, character dynamics and subplots intertwined throughout that have that resonate throughout the series. But this is by and large just an episode of Justice League that is incredibly incredibly well executed and it's, again it's like the joker manages to uh menace the entire uh like a uh, six sevenths of the justice league and give him a legitimate hard time uh he's very entertaining he's very well written um but it doesn't really focus on a single league member it's just the, the league going up against the 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 new or first royal flush gang mm-hmm. uh who i should also say is played by the teen titans voice actors oh yeah which is pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, this is most obviously this is most well regarded because of uh, the ending to part one and two. Uh, part one, which I love, I love that scene where Joker says, um, "Well, it's obvious that these two were shipped together. So uh, will Hawkgirl ever like you know learn to express her feelings without beating people with her mace? <laughs> yeah. Will true love conquer all? Not on my show. And like he detonates the bomb, and instinctively John just shoots Shyara out of the way. Yep. And saves her from the explosion. I thought that was an excellent ending, and mm-hmm. she's like screams for him, and um, she ignores Batman. Like like uh, she said, he he says like you know drop him off and then come back. And she says no, I need to look out for him now. And then they have that 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 talk at the end where he says, oh don't worry about it. 
And then there's the, <laughs> and then there's, there's that um incredible scene where he wakes up and says, "Okay, look, I'm tired. I'm tired of fooling around. You know, you know how I feel, and I know how you feel. So there's no reason why we shouldn't get together." Yep. And the lighting is very good. Her hair looks like her mm. hair looks blood red. Yeah. I love I love it. I really love it when she says, uh, uh, "Look at us. We're we're so different." Yeah. And like he says, all I see is a man and a woman, and that's you know that that that, that carries several meanings. And then mm-hmm. I love her trying to fight it back. And then she holds her hand. He has his hand to her chin, and mm-hmm. she puts her hand to his wrist, and then just like looks in his eyes and just lets go of it. And then he like uh, quote unquote undresses her with her mask. And oh my gosh, she yeah. looks <laughs> she looks incredibly gorgeous. <laughs> I, like I cannot believe how how. I mean, I don't know what I expected her to look like under that mask, but it, it might be because of the, the lighting that helps, like the dark red uh, hair. But she looks, I mean, I, I, and I'm saying this, you know, like, like with every bit of seriousness, she looks incredible with those, those green eyes and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really, really, really incredibly well, I don't think they could have had them come together. Uh, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I don't think they could have uh, had them get together in any way that would have been better. I think this is as as best as it possibly could have been. And it really is one of the great moments of the series. I'm going to reserve commentary for this until later. Okay. I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was two. Is that what we did? Yeah, that was my number two. Okay, my number two is Star-Crossed. Was it all the lie? I love you, John. I never lied about that. So we kind of uh, really, mm. we got into this, I would say. Or if, if there's anything else that you that you uh, didn't mention during that, you can. I don't think so. So I guess we're on our number ones. What do you think mine will be? <sighs> um, I can't remember the title. It like just slipped my mind. Is it the one where he uh, goes and and Cat Matui is there? <laughs> no. Are you? <laughs> um, I will say that 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 that, that was. That was on the list, but then the, but when we say we could do like the entire series, I said, "Oh well, let me." That kind of that's kind of so a sort of a runner-up number six spot. Okay, uh, yeah, because it's not the best. Um, so you're saying it's in? Is it the final one where they? Well, hmm. Is it the return? It's not the return. You have one more okay. shot. I guess. Well, the return wouldn't be right. The next one was where Solomon Grundy comes back. Is it that one? Uh, Wake the Dead. Yeah. No, that, that's just kind of sad. <laughs> Um, it is, it is ancient history. Save some for me. (laughs) (laughs) I should have kept it for myself. You're wasting it. Katar's my husband. And my best friend. I'd leave him for you. I'd never ask. I'm afraid that you would. Katar needs you. And I need you. Oh, okay. What's a twist? I I didn't talk as much when you were saying it because um, you horribly underrated it with number four. How dare you? I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Oh, that's fine. I really, I really love this episode. I actually didn't see this when it first came out, and saw this after the the series ended, like uh, I think a month later. And like I remember talking on message boards, oh, what happened in this episode? And it says, oh, the Hawkman thing was resolved. Uh, nothing much happened. And I watched <laughs> it, and I was like, oh my god, this is just. I mean, and, and uh, setting aside like like the obvious adult nature of the story, both mm-hmm. in sexuality and in you know violence and death and everything, it's incredibly well animated. As I've already said, I love a. Uh, uh, Hawkgirl and Vixen's relationship because it, you could easily write them as sort of a Betty and Veronica rivalry but it's played like she already has sort of a rivalry with, with uh, Wonder Woman it's played a lot more believable where Vixen's not made to be an unlikable character and Shira's not made to be an unlikable character they're kind of, but they're kind of like for lack of a better word kind of battling out for John's affections mm-hmm. and, but I, the, that flashback scene is so romantic and you know, guys can be romantic, you know. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I know. So I mean, I really, I really like, and it's funny because it's this is how well it's written. Uh, Hawkman in the past isn't written to be a jerk. He loves his wife. Shyara in the past isn't written to be a jerk. She 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 loves his, her husband, but mm-hmm. she wants a child. And he says, I forgot why he said he can't have children. And um, you know, John isn't written to be a jerk. He just you know he just grows an affection for Hawker. It's real. It's really done well. So like, no one's really a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And you get to you kind of want to see everything work out for the best. And it doesn't really clearly in the flashback. It doesn't. But when um he and uh when <laughs> Green Lantern from the past and and Hawker from the past like make out, and then the guy is like watching them from the bushes. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, the creeper. Yep. Yeah, but th- that does make me crack up. Um, a funny thing about that um, is that apparently he was played – the voice actor from that guy was uh, one of the – he was KR, he was Hero Tower's right-hand man from Starcrossed. Yeah. Which um, was sort of, be, sort of, be, sort of a, a subtle red herring. Mm-hmm. But when they're kissing really passionately and then, like, and then John, like, you know, pulls her, her lower back and, you know, into, into you know – because they're really getting uh, hot and heavy. Oh. And you see the, the look on his face. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, I wish they were dead. Like, this is probably the most adult cartoon ever made that, that was meant for children. And yeah. it wasn't condescending. It wasn't, it, it wasn't you know, it, you, kids couldn't. You know, it wasn't that, that kids couldn't watch it. But then again, it wasn't, you know, dialed down for kids. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't uh, made strictly for adults either. It was just such a perfect balance of writing that stood on its own, and like like you said, I love, I love uh, the talk between Hawkgirl and John, where like she says, "Don't tell me you don't love me." He says, "I'll never say that, but I'm not going to be Desi's puppet, so I'll stay with Mari." Mm-hmm. And then she like just she gives him that that really pissed off look, and then she says, "Batman, tell me about my son." I mean, this is this is, is like probably my it's easily my top five episodes of Justice League ever. It's so it is so damn good yeah. and. That's why it's in my number one as opposed to number four. Well, you know, <laughs> gosh. Um, I did always think that y- you mentioned Rotalic, uh, his, his right-hand man. What was it, Cragger? Yeah, Cragger. I think you're right, Cragger. And, and I, yeah, recognized that that was uh, his voice. And I always wondered if Cragger had, had more of a, demotion, a devotion to Rotalic than probably was 
Yeah, there is there are some subtleties that we yeah. think that he might be uh, crushing on his boss. Yeah, so there is sort of like a crossover there. Um, and I, too, I was exact, exactly like you in that I missed its actual airing, and I had to watch it elsewhere. And I think that's where like the, all the constant rewindings uh, and stuff happened. But I agree with you completely on everything you said, that you know everyone besides, obviously, the, the main bad guy was just portrayed um, marvelously. And, uh, yeah, it is a great episode. I'm sorry. I really had trouble. Like, things switched multiple times. So I apologize. It's, it's fun. You know, I, like, I like We actually had a little bit more of a diverse uh, list than I thought we, that we were going to. Yeah. I mean, we had some overlaps, as will be my, my number one. But, yeah, I think we did do a great job here. So my number one, if you didn't guess, (laughs) (laughs) is uh, Wild Cards. It was the shock of the detonation that stopped his heart. No, he's going to be fine. I'll stay with him tonight. Batman, about before, I'm sorry, I... No, we never leave a man behind. Right? Right. Okay, I'll check in later. Hey. Hey, go back to sleep. Not sleepy. Besides, we've got things to talk about. It can wait. Not anymore. I'm tired of waiting. You know how I feel about you. John... And I know you feel the same way. It's not that simple. John, this can't go any further. Why not? It's crazy. We work together. So? Gives us something in common. We can't be worrying about each other when we're fighting the bad guys. Too late for that. What else you got? We're... So different. I mean, look at us. Just look at us. I see a man and a woman. Wild Cards is above and beyond my favorite uh, Justice League or Justice League animated. You 
wait, Justice League Unlimited episode ever. Um, it's I th- Justice League. It's season two. Justice League. Anything, yeah, any sort of Justice League episode. Um, I can watch it whenever, as many times as I want. It was such great storytelling. And these two, this is, I guess, the beginning of of the actual concrete relationship. And I do love that Joker commentary. Um, you know, is she going to continue to sublimate her, her feelings with that big honking maze? I mean, that's exactly her, though. That's exactly what she does. And I just remember after he shoots her out, um, from the, the casino, you know, she yells John, and that is totally where part one ends. With no music. Really, I know, John! And that's it. You see the fire uh-huh. in her eyes, and then it ends. And then it starts off, and she gets him, and, and she's kind of crying. Well, I don't know if she's crying, but she does say softly, you know, um, I never got to tell him. And then he's like, tell me what? Oh, yeah. And uh, But I do totally remember, like, she goes against Batman's orders, and they go up to the to the station, the star station, and, you know, the rest of the action continues. And then, you know, we go to this ending part, and I just, it threw me for a loop. I never expected this to happen. And you're totally right that that, that scene was just so wonderfully done, and, and everything he says is true and really hits a chord, and... I remember that, you know, these shows came on later, and Mm -hmm. I remember that this particular, when I saw this, when it first aired, it was like before, uh, I was about to go see some sort of midnight show at an art theater with my my mother, and so there I am watching this. I didn't think anything was, you know, special was going to happen, and all of this is happening, and yes, I certainly admit that, you know, seeing her face for the first time, because for however many episodes, 52 episodes, because there were 13, 26, Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you count them as a half an hour, otherwise it would be 26. But, you know, for 26 episodes, basically... You've never seen her face, always with, you know, the mask on. And, yeah, she has red hair. You know, she looks attractive. But you can't really tell. But when it comes off, you're just flabbergasted and astounded. And it was such a great scene. And I've I've told Donovan on multiple times that the test of a true shipper, whether I accept it or not, is, is if I get butterflies in my stomach. And the butterflies were... They were flying around like crazy in that scene. And I remember going to the movie, and at this period of time, Cartoon Network repeated their shows like two hours later. So if this came on at 10, which I don't think that's right, but it was kind of later. I remember it repeated at midnight, so I like set the I set the VCR back when VCRs were still cool <laughs> and just so I could watch it again. But I love the storyline, even if these two weren't in it. Um, I love the storyline with the the yeah. plane, yeah, the with, uh, uh, with Ace and Batman and Joker. Yes, strong themes overall, but just that end scene kind of made it for me, and just to see them together is just like the the greatest shipping moment ever for Hawkgirl and Green Lantern, in my opinion. <laughs> I do agree, though. I mean, like, like. Green Lantern and uh, Hawk Girl are like sort of like the caveat that makes makes it the best. But mm-hmm. I love just as a, a, brief, a brief aside, I really really love that scene with Batman the Joker at the end. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite Batman and Joker scenes the DCAU has done. But uh, that end, like that sort of like quote unquote epilogue at the end, is is like you see like the, the studio audience in the background. Yeah. Oh boy. So many fan fictions have been written. 
I'm sure. Probably by you. No, not by me. Oh, boy. By the same person who wrote George Chokes, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Uh, well, do you have anything to, uh, I guess, to, to round out the episode? I'm not sure what else I can say that you know we haven't said about this relationship. Yeah. I mean, I mean they had other relationships. Like I, I know they obviously they had um, Hulk, uh, Batman and uh, Wonder Woman for a little mm-hmm. bit. That was kind of mm-hmm. brief. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I can't think off the top of my head anyone they were concentrated on that was like a development. Mm-hmm. But I did. I mean, I think the closest they got maybe was like I don't know Terry McGinnis and his girlfriend. But I think it was sort of already assumed. Sure. Yeah. So I mean I think this is this is probably the best this is easily the best romance they've done. Mm-hmm. And if, if anybody's not seen it, because um, I think we've described it enough where it's not so specific that they might go out and watch it themselves. Yeah, check it out, please. Because you'll see this is what the the, the DC animated universe did adult is doing did adult better than uh, 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 comic books do currently. Where it's not it's not uh, it's not you know directed at a younger audience that's that's sort of like beneath your intelligence but it's not so trying to make itself look cool that it just kind of disgusts you right yeah and it's very it's 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 a perfect perfect medium of uh of tone and i think that like this show really was i i I couldn't believe how well this show was written when it was out and it was fairly recently but like it was seriously like the best thing that was out there at the time and it still Mm -hmm. remains some of the best the best animation and uh, shows ever made for for uh, uh, kid audiences as well as adaptations for these characters yeah I uh, yeah I, I definitely agree with you about you know the comics I feel like comics um, someone was probably gonna argue with me but comics really man there's a lot of focus on the sex and uh, you know there are exceptions to this um, I would say Batwoman, though there was a sex scene, but but before that happened, <laughs> before that happened, you know, it's it was all about the heart um, and the relationship itself, and that was really, I think, what um, a Hawk Girl and Green Lantern centered on was, you know, this this budding love and the relationship. So, I yeah, I was just trying to think. Of the different relationships that we we came up, I think probably the heaviest after this would have been Batman and Diana. It was only shown, it was shown on a couple. Of, I remember they almost had a date, and um, then there was that future time. No, the kids. Sorry, the kids stuff. Where, oh well, probably. <laughs> remember Diana was yeah, and then there were always like little snippets of things with Booster Gold. And that uh, scientist lady, and Flash, and the reporter. I mean, there was also uh, in, like in the previous series, Dick Grayson, Barbara Gordon. Yeah. But I think that was very like that wasn't really developed. Like one episode, yeah. they were friends. Next mm-hmm. episode, they were uh, uh, lovers, and then next episode, they're broken up. I know. Yeah, and then you've got the Sub Zero movie where they almost got together. Well, they were together, but they, like that was sort of like. All of a sudden, they were they were in a relationship. There was yeah. there was no wild cards for them, which would have been hella interesting. <laughs> that would have been interesting, yeah. Well, I I can't wait to see what <laughs> what couple I choose next year. I wonder if it'll still be in the TV media or if it'll be something else. It'll be um, either Barbara Gordon and Batman <laughs> from Batman and Beyond, oh. <laughs> or Barbara Gordon and uh, what was that dude's name? Like like the like the politician from Batman Beyond when they were old. 
Oh gosh. Yeah. But, what was his? He was a mayor, wasn't he? Was it? Uh, was he a DA? Yeah. Just yeah. I think he did. I don't remember. That's bad. I feel like I just recently watched the entire Batman Beyond series too. I'm not seeing the beginning of that in a while. I need to check it out. <laughs> oh boy. I do remember that. That was a nice interracial couple. So. Oh yeah, because I was thinking like uh, like this this show had a heavy. You know, it was it was sort of like a, a forebear of that, but yeah, you're right. Like like that was they were that was years before this. I don't yeah. know about that. I don't. I when I look at Green Lantern and Hawker, like I don't even see the color difference either. So I you know what? Actually, I heard that. Um, and this is this is like legitimate that like whenever uh, Wild Cards first came out, it was never rerun, and it was never no, known why. But there was speculation that like there was complaints of the the ending. Oh my gosh! I'm not even kidding. <laughs> That's awful. Probably Kentucky. Society. Oh my gosh. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't want aliens and humans hooking up, obviously. Yeah, that must have been it. You know, people <laughs> with wings. I think that was probably those lousy bullets. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode. Heather Glenn, luckily, is gone. Um, so what you get R. Kelly? They're coming back. Oh, boy. I'm sure they will. We should probably scatter before that happens. Of course, you can uh, send any questions or comments to backworld.oracle at gmail.com. Remember to send in questions for writer Dwayne Swarzynski. I'll be interviewing him this month, so you should do that. Donovan, you should do that. Um, once again, <laughs> thanks to Mile High Comics for sponsoring Backworld to Oracle, the Barbara Byrne podcast. Thanks to World's Finest um, for episode recaps, some images that Don and I were kind of uh, sharing during the show. And I, I also took some, some audio clips as well, which you will have been treated to after listening to this. Well, thanks again for coming on, Don. I know it was uber short notice, but there was no one else um, that I, I, I would have thought of to to share this couple with me and with the listeners. Oh, no, I enjoyed it. And, I mean, on, on the one hand, I, w- I would have done it anyway because it's a lot of fun. And we, yeah. we've actually talked in the past about yeah. how much we love, how much we ship these characters. And also oh, I thought yeah. you might have wanted to invite me because we're cosplaying as them in <laughs> Comic-Con. <laughs> oh, yes, that time is coming. That time is coming. <laughs> I need to get my wings in order. No, no, I need to get my Egyptian wings. <laughs> oh, that would be so strange. That would be kind of, but I would have to put face paint on that may be offensive. No, no, you need to get the wings and I need to get like the uh, the Egyptian beard going. Ooh, that could that could be a good cause, but but wait, then you'd have to wear that kind of weird underwear thing. Oh, never mind. With no shirt. I'll just buy, buy a Green Lantern costume. Was, oh gosh. And my midriff would be showing. Have to work on the abs. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, until next time, I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day eating candies and getting Valentine's Day cards or cards. Watching cartoons. Yeah, exactly. If anything, go watch Ancient History and Wild Cards are number ones, and I think you will be. You will not be displeased, to be sure. But until next time, fly on, Babs lovers. Ship on, GL and Hawkgirl shippers. Oh, yeah. Just plain Barbara Gordon, masquerading for a lark as she rides into the night on her special Batgirl cycle. Who knows? Is the dynamic duo destined to become the triumphant trio? Only time will tell us more about this dazzling dare doll. Batgirl! Ah, I love a happy ending, don't you?